0: Hi everyone, I'm Kaylin. Welcome to Aragon Live, the podcast for business and IT leaders where Aragon experts share actionable insights to help you and your business move faster. We have a special episode today. If you haven't heard, we recently launched a new premium service called Aragon Foresight. On top of our core services, Foresight includes two exclusive offerings, toolkits and visual forecasts. Today, we're going to dive into one of our visual forecasts offered through Aragon Foresight. Visual forecasts are designed to help business and IT leaders succeed in their prospective market. With me today is Jim Lundy, founder and CEO at Aragon Research, as well as Adam Pease, our writer and editor. Hi, Jim and Adam, thanks for being here today.
1: Hey, great to be here. Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: Jim, to start us off, can you talk a little more about why Aragon is launching Aragon Foresight?
2: Sure, Kaylin. I got to say that, you know, we've we've been serving our clients for the last nine and a half years. In fact, Aragon turns 10 this year. And our provisor service has been very well received. But sometimes people said, hey, if you had these other services, we'd like to buy them too. And that gets into, you know, higher end, you know, services such as toolkits that help them for example with an rfp or a how-to and then also something that i know we're going to talk about a lot today which is uh, aragon forecasts. so it's kind of designed to be a little higher end, an add-on or you know it's bundled completely with everything so it's a higher-end service but uh, we spent a lot of time getting ready to launch this so there's an awful lot of research content you know both for it audiences and business audiences to get insights into markets and things you need help with, such as, like I said, like an RFP or even a decision around costs, for example, a cost calculator.
0: Awesome. And I know that we've allowed some of our clients to do a test drive with Aragon Foresight. What has been their reaction?
2: Yeah, we've had a couple of people where we said, hey, we've got a new service and we've got some materials that are part of that, some research content. We'd like you to take a look at it. Um, in one case, there was a demand-based one where a client basically said, Hey, I've got this new market I'm responsible for. I don't know this market. And, you know, I need some help. So in this case, it happened to be sales enablement. Uh, they had never been responsible for that. And they needed help figuring out like, what do I need to do? What, what are the products and services that are available? And the client said, Do you have a market overview and, and an evaluation of vendors? I said, Yeah, we have that in one report. And let me send that right over to you. So he got that report and then we had scheduled a follow-up call. And then we did the call and he said, that was fantastic. I now know exactly what I didn't know and I know who the players are, but now I got to pick one. And uh, do you have an RFP template that would help me out? I said, for that market, as a matter of fact, we do. And so that's actually part of the Aragon Foresight offering which is a toolkit for a market. It's a specific RFP template that has all the questions ready to go. It may not have exact things that you do for your company relative to you know pricing, but there's a pricing section. So we sent that to the client a couple of days later, he calls me back on my cell phone and says, "Oh my God, that was phenomenal. We had so much more information than, than any of my staff had. We now can get a bid out in probably a couple of days versus we' were looking at two or three months just to get the bid ready. So yet, just saved me a ton of time. I'm so happy with it. And we wanna get our hands on that service as soon as it's available. So Kalen, I, I don't think it gets any better than that. And uh, pretty happy about the reaction to that. And the fact that they thought that the toolkit was again, was an RFP template was so good compared to what they've seen from other research firms.
0: Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And Adam, I thought it'd be great to hear a little more information about what a visual forecast is.
1: Yeah, of course. So I've been working closely alongside our analysts as they produce the Aragon Foresight visual forecasts. And in this process, I've gotten to see firsthand all the benefits they offer to our clients. So our visual forecasts offer access to valuable market trends and predictions that are based on historical market values, as well as a rigorous analysis of major vendors in the market. And our data is collected year over year, allowing our analysts to offer informed and actionable insights based on years of objective data. These insights are then used by our analysts to analyze the trends of each market and predict where each market is headed.
0: A deep understanding of where a market is headed is definitely crucial to entering or succeeding in it. And today we wanted to dive into one specific visual forecast that we recently published, our Worldwide Intelligent Contact Center visual forecast. Jim, would you mind sharing a little about this forecast with our listeners?
2: Sure thing. You know, our intelligent contact center visual forecast really dives into the ins and outs of the ICC market. And this is a market that's continued to grow mainly because it's not the same market it used to be. In fact, we think that we made an argument in 2017 that the market was going to come not just contact center but intelligent contact center with the infusion of AI and something we'll talk about called digital labor. And so that actually, that shift, which caught people off guard is now the major trend in the market. Now everybody's trying to say, hey, our contact center offering is now intelligent. Of course, there's going to be differences in demand based on either small or large enterprises. And you know, large enterprises typically have had large on-premise contact center offerings, whereas small and mid-sized enterprises have kind of tended to take advantage of the growing trend of for cloud contact center. But the, the good news is everybody needs more intelligence, so it saves the all agents time, and it may also save the buyers time too. So there's a lot going on. So if we look at what a visual forecast covers, some of the key elements in the ICC market, uh, we talk about the market, the market definition, we kind of go over the market and some analysis, uh, and then we actually start to get into the market share by region and also the overall growth of the market over a six year period. Some trends, you know, their trends are very important to understand what's really going on in the market. So we actually have a great trend section. And then we actually get into some of the assumptions that are important to consider. And then, you know, the rest of the report really gets into the overall worldwide forecast for Intelligent Contact Center and the forecast by region. It's important to say we're actually not doing uh, market share because it's so hard to do forecast, right? I'll talk about the reasons why we aren't doing that in a bit. The objectives is you have highly accurate forecasts. And then we get into accelerators, inhibitors. I know we're going to talk about that. Uh, and there's a really cool graph that goes with that. And finally, some observations. And then a final advisory to the reader about the forecast that we just put in writing.
0: Great. And I know you talked about the ICC market, but could you share any insight about the biggest trend or observation that you're seeing? For the ICC market over the next six
2: years? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Look, I think the biggest thing is that contact centers are becoming intelligent. So that's the prediction we made four years ago when we wrote about it. And then the last two years, we've done the Intelligent Contact Center Globe Report. We've really focused on how these offerings are getting smarter through both just intelligent AI-based recommendations or, you know, the use of virtual agents, i.e. bots or chatbots, but we call them virtual agents in contact center land. And that's now the biggest race there is. So that really impacts the growth of the ICC market. So we actually upped the forecast for ICC versus what it was in 2019. Uh, And the reason for that is there's more demand in the small and midsize enterprise and people that have legacy contact centers want to replace theirs with a new one that's more intelligent. So that's a warning to existing providers that haven't really invested in AI. It's also a warning to buyers. If you hold on to your old contact center offering, you might get lost in the shuffle of the race to digital transformation because every second counts when you're on the phone with a client, a customer on a contact center, and you're not answering their questions. So if the AI-based contact centers can do it faster, and early data says that they kind of are, then that's really a disruptor in the market.
1: Yeah. There are really so many valuable elements like this packed into all of our visual forecasts. And Jim, I'd have to say that the market accelerators and inhibitors are one section specifically that really does stand out to me. And I think that's a really unique and valuable insight about ICC.
0: I'd agree with that. Jim, how does the market accelerators and inhibitors section of the report benefit the reader?
2: Well, you know, we specifically call out the accelerators, inhibitors, and put a probability on whether that accelerator means it will drive the market and what percentage of accuracy. Is it a 90% accurate accelerator that's really going to have a huge impact? Or is it an inhibitor that might be, say, 70% of an inhibitor? And so those two tend to start to counteract. And so if you've got a market and you've got a fast growth projected for the market, but then you have a ton of inhibitors, then that forecast might be suspect. But the readers and the people that are making decisions on markets need to understand those. And it's hard to do that when you're sitting there looking at a table of a statement, a reason why the statement is there and a probability. So we've come up with these new forecast spider charts that graphically depict the accelerators and the inhibitors. And Adam's been doing a great job helping us with producing these for the reports. And then you can look at that picture and really kind of get an idea like, wow, for example, some countries in digital transaction management, some countries just don't want to get rid of paper. That's a massive inhibitor to the growth of digital transaction management in that specific region. So a little bit of a long-winded answer to why the accelerated inhibitors are so important. But, you know, on top of that, you know, the video that goes with these reports, i.e. their visual forecast is really one of the biggest things that you can actually see it when you see that spider chart in the video, you tend to remember it longer because you just saw it and it's really formatted very nicely. Adam, you did a great job with those. And so that becomes a major difference maker for us in the overall report because we have so many graphics and figures and then we summarize it in a video. So if I'm the senior decision maker, I can watch that video on that forecast and say, hey, wait a minute, we need to take a look at Asia because I think we are underinvesting in Asia, but given the Aragon forecast for that part of the
1: world.
0: Okay, thank you. That's really helpful information. And Adam touched on the methodology of our visual forecast a little bit earlier, but Jim, do you have anything to add to explain to our listeners why they can trust the data in our forecasts?
2: Thank you, Kaylin. So one of the things that makes it such a big impact on the accuracy of our forecast is the methodology. And we've been working on that methodology for the last seven years. It started out when we were doing some work with some private equity firms on markets we had historically covered. And we actually had to present some of our forecast numbers to them. And their comment was, wow, these these numbers look real. They look like we can bet on these numbers. And I said, you can. And they said, well, how long have you been tracking this market? And I said, basically for about 15 years. They said, wow, that's amazing. And they made a business decision on a market they were going to invest in based on the numbers we had shared. And at the end, the partner at that private equity firm pulled me aside and said, these were phenomenal. Haven't seen numbers these good. You should publish these forecasts. And my comment then, which again about six, seven years ago, is like, we will, when we have more staff at Aragon that's going to help me out because it's an awful lot of work. So what we do is we don't just take survey data from vendors to come up with a forecast. Particularly when we do a brand new forecast, like we did a couple of years ago for like sales enablement platforms or digital transaction management. When we did digital transaction management, IE known as DTM, which is kind of a combination of both e-signature and imaging, because to sign a document there's paper involved. And so the imaging market was very large. The signature market was kind of small, but when you actually looked at the cost of actually transacting contracts in an enterprise, it actually was a an awful lot of uh, lost productivity and cost because imaging is not easy to do. So we came out with a forecast that was uh, you know, a little, uh, it was over $24 billion in 2014. Most of the vendors in that market then, when we said it's gonna be 24 billion by a certain date, they were very small and a lot of people kind of gave us a hard time. But then four years later in 2018, when one of those vendors actually grew from 30 million to $500 million, and now is over a billion dollar company now in 2021. People said, wait a minute, how'd you know that market was gonna take off? I said, look, we have a methodology and our assumptions was it was gonna grow because more people would use it. And that methodology is proven to be true in a lot of other areas." We did it two years later with sales enablement platforms, very small market then, now a growing burgeoning market with many of the vendors approaching, you know, between 125 and 175 million in annual revenues. You know, six years ago, most of them were under 10. So there's two examples where we had actually done forecasting. We had published that. You can go to our website and look at either 2014 or 2016, where we actually put a press release out. We had a market forecast in those press releases, and those two markets, which were relatively new, totally exploded and took off. So now we're going to do it for everything else. You know, we're going to have forecasts for security, for CRM for enterprise content management slash platforms. Uh, We're going to have it for digital work hubs slash productivity suites. Uh, And we're going to have a roll-up entire software market as part of this service. And I will tell you that because we cover about seven to 10 new markets that others aren't covering, our overall forecast by 2026 is going to be significantly higher for software than maybe some of our other brethren research firm competitors in the market. But again, this is about six, seven years of work, and we think it's going to really pay off for us. So, I know that was a long winded answer to our methodology, but we've really spent the time on this. We're excited to launch Foresight with our visual forecast, and we think it's going to be a winner.
0: Thanks, Jim. I feel like this has been a really great intro and overview of our visual forecast and Aragon Foresight. Adam, how can our listeners get access to this visual forecast report?
1: Sure, Kaylin. So, at the beginning of this episode, you mentioned Aragon's new premium offering that we recently just launched. Aragon Foresight. Well, the ICC forecast report, along with all of our other visual forecasts, are included as part of an Aragon Foresight subscription. If you're interested in becoming an Aragon Foresight client, our sales team is always happy to offer more information and next steps for you.
0: Yes, visit our website at aragonresearch.com to find out more information about Aragon Foresight. You can even sign up for a custom briefing to learn more. Thank you, Jim and Adam, for joining me today. And thank you to our audience for tuning in to this Aragon Live episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about our new offering. Until next time.